All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, September 8th of 2023 here. This is our last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. We've had a little ton of people joining, watching, asking questions all week long here in anticipation of NFL week one kickoff on Sunday. So really appreciate you guys hanging out with me, asking great questions, helping everybody who tunes into the show become a better DFS player. That is really what this show is about. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims, a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. Send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Post it live in the YouTube chat or post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video here. Can't recommend getting in the Discord enough here. Get uh, just um, alerts here from the team. Get our sim alerts. Get access to the individual sport channels. So a lot of talk in the Discord these days in anticipation of football. So great place to hang out and uh chop it up. So join up and I look forward to seeing you in there. But with that being said, uh, looking ahead to today, we have a 11 game MLB main slate today, but also, you know, one thing here, don't want this to go under the radar. We do have college football Sims now. So college football main slate tomorrow morning here. So get in on the college football action. We have a 12 fight MMA card. We have NASCAR on Sunday. And then obviously we have week one NFL on Sunday here. So if you guys aren't joined up with us, happen to stumble on this show, we do have a five-day free trial. No better time to join up and check us out ahead of week one here. So a link to that is in the description of this video as well. So going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, really wanted to focus on main slate strategy for Sunday here. So, um, you know, we'll answer all questions as always, but we did say that we were going to mostly focus on main slate strategy here. Unfortunately, Jordan could not join me. Uh, just really busy in anticipation of the weekend here. Before we get kicked off, do want to remind you guys, we are bringing back the Max Challenge for this season. It's our third season running it. It is a uh, season-long and uh, weekly uh, prizes as well for the NFL season if you play the Mini Max contest on DraftKings. More information on this page, which is linked in the description of this video, but season-long prizes, weekly prizes, and eligibility requirements down here at the bottom. You can use this page to sign up and get in on the action. We're giving away, uh, we're projecting $50,000 in prizes this NFL season. We had a ton of users participate last year, and it was awesome. So looking forward to another great season here. All right, getting the app pulled back up, and then we are going to jump in to our first question here in the Discord. First question says, do you recommend doing one build and using the contest sim sorting method for entries in multiple contests, or should I have separate builds for contests like the Minimax and a smaller field single entry? So this is a really good question. Uh, actually, you know, I will say the way that I'm going to do it. So I know a lot of users like to do one build and then just, uh, you know, build all the randoms together and then use the different contest sims and fill from there, right? So I don't mind that approach. Uh, basically here, what you would do is you would create all your different contest sims, and then in the post build, after you run lineups, you could sort by each one, and then you could go through and then fill your lineups accordingly. Uh, one thing that we have suggested that users do here is once you fill 
a certain uh, number of lineups, go ahead and trash those lineups. And it's not to say that those lineups are bad, but basically the reason we're doing, we're, we're suggesting that is because uh, sometimes in one contest sim, a lineup is also going to grade out well in another contest sim, and then you can end up uh, duping, duplicating those lineups across multiple contests. And we always suggest that our users play a unique lineup in each unique entry to get as many lineups in as possible here. So if you are going to fill them all from one screen, I would trash them as you go. But getting back to how I'm going to handle this, uh, I'm I'm anticipating here of having a 150 max build and then a or 20 max, 150 max build, and then a single entry or three max build uh, in line with the profit plan here in Jordan's most recent video on the YouTube channel, which if you guys haven't caught up with these videos, I would highly recommend watching them ahead of Sunday kickoff here. So if you go to playlists, you go to how to beat NFL DFS in 2023 here, there are four videos here. Uh, it looks like one actually just got released here 12 minutes ago. So uh, don't jump in and watch that yet. I'm go and watch that right after we get off here. Don't want to lose you guys. Uh, have plenty to talk about today, but already four videos here in the NFL, uh, how to beat NFL DFS in 2023 playlist. So the first video that came out was a profit plan video where Jordan talked about uh, splitting up your contest, the 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 contest that you're playing in like a 40-60 split with 40% being single entry, three max, and then the other 60% being 20 max and 150 max. And then the breakdown is from the amount of money that you're playing, right? So if you're playing $100, put $40 into single entry, three max, and then $60 into, into uh, 20 max, 150 max, right? And that's just kind of a baseline number. You can fluctuate that, right? Our, our, uh, an original profit plan video had that from 25 to 50% single entry three max, and then 50 to 75% uh, 20 max and 150 max there. So I'm going to be following that myself and then doing two builds here. The reason I also like doing two builds is because in each individual build, you can do five contest sims, right? So instead of just having one build with five contest sims, I'm going to have two builds and then I can do 10 contest sims. So the way that I'm anticipating doing this is to basically run my two builds and then do like my top five contests uh, for each set. So like I'm going to pick my top five favorite single entries that I'm playing and then I'm going to pick my top five favorite 20 max and 150 max uh, contests that I'm playing, set those contest sims up via the all contest tab. So uh, just quick note for you guys here, two two ways to set up contest sims. One, if you bring in your entries file here, you can, you can do it from the my contest tab or two, you can do it from the all contest tab. So you could like search the, the contest you're playing. Maybe you're playing this $3, 20 max, the play action. Just right click on it. Actually, my face is in the way. Okay, just right click on this contest and you're going to see this add contest sim button here. And then it's going to fill in all the information for you. The contest size, the percent to first, the percent to entries paid and give it a name here. And then it's even going to match it to the appropriate field lineup. So it's going to recognize, hey, this is a contest $3 or under and it is a 20 max. So we are going to set the field lineups as low stakes 20 max for you here. So this works very well. But And then I would just click save. And then when you go back to your build, you go back to your settings here, which are now collapsible on the side. If you guys missed that here, hide my lineups, go to settings, close build settings, open up contest sim settings. You will now see that second contest sim created for you here. So I'm, I'm going to run the two builds with the two, uh, you know, different uh, slider settings here. I think that's like the biggest thing, right? If you go to single entry, 
you know, one to 10 K here, your sliders are correlation five, same diversity six. And then if you go to 150 max, the largest field here, your sliders go from five, six to six correlation and nine sim diversity, really bumping up that correlation, really optimizing for upside here by taking those small groups of sims to build each individual lineup here. So that's how I'm planning on doing it. Uh, do it however you feel most comfortable here, but just some thoughts about different ways of going about it. All right. Next question here from Larson. Larson said, I'm sure you have covered it in a previous office hours, but I just joined again after not being a member in a while, and I don't see how to do late swap for NFL. Do you mind pointing me to the right episode or covering it quickly in a new office hours? Yes, I could definitely uh, do both for you here. So if you're ever looking for tutorials about how to do something, your best resource is always going to be our help documentation here. And let me just pull that up correctly. So if you go to the top right corner, a little hamburger menu, click on this, click on help. Going to open up our support library here. In our library, in this tutorials, you're going to see this how to late swap. I would just click this. This is going to take you to a video, an updated video that Jordan did most recently here. Eight minutes long showing you how to late swap. But since I have you here, uh, I will go ahead and show you how to do that myself. But just wanted to point everybody to that video if they stumble upon this later here. And what I would do, so first thing I would have to do is have contests. And I think I have some contests for the Thursday to Monday slate here. So let me go and look. Uh, I should be able to have it in my slates. Sunday to Monday, no. So let's go back to Thursday here. And let's go to this Thursday to Monday. This isn't the account I use, but I might have it. Okay, so I do have it. So I was testing with this earlier. So what I would do, let me get rid of this swap one. So what I would do is I would go to contests and this is the Thursday to Monday slate. So obviously the Detroit KC game already played here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to collapse the contest tab. I'm going to go to lineups here. And when I pull up my 65 lineups here, I, I'm going to see this late swap option in the right hand, on the right hand side. So I click late swap. What this is going to do is it is going to open up a new workspace. It's going to call it swap. And then, as you notice, the players who have already played are going to be grayed out. So Patrick Mahomes, top projected quarterback, grayed out. Can't adjust his projection. Can't adjust his minimax exposure, anything like that. So one, I need to make my two adjustments, two projections here. And then I'm going to go to my settings. It's going to recognize that I have 65 unique lineups. I can rebuild those as many times as I want here, depending on my plan. And then I'm obviously going to have all of my other settings here. So I'm just going to adjust the pool size so it doesn't take so long to run here. And then we will go from there. So then once I have all that set up, once I have, you know, any lineup rules that I want, I'm going to turn on this don't use players against opposing defense. And then I am just going to kick off these lineups. And then now this is a late swap build here. So we will let these lineups run. Uh, we did change some of the of the post build here so just want to demonstrate that but usually late swap builds will take a little longer to run here so don't be discouraged uh especially like uh toward the end here just finalizing everything so late swap is definitely a different beast here right we have to lock in the players whose games have already started and then we have to rebuild everything around those players with the remaining salary with the uh remaining positions available we are still using the simulations to do all of that but basically what we are doing is we are taking those 65 lineups and then we are building iterations of each lineup so if i have 65 lineups we might go and build 
five versions of each lineup for you to choose from. That is how we allow you to still adjust minimax exposures. That is how we allow you to still adjust stack types, team stacks, min uniques, right? You can still diversify. So we are building you this late swap pool now that tries to give you a lot more flexibility here. So if you guys get hung up on this building lineups, you know, 300 to 300, still at 95%. Just let, it, just let it do its thing here. Uh, it will work through it. It just might take a little bit longer to do that here. So I'm just going to let this do what it does here and uh, wait for it to finish. Going to grab some water while we wait. But I, I, I was testing this earlier, and it does indeed finish. Hope you guys are all having a good Friday. Hope you guys are all uh, looking forward to the weekend here. I know I am myself going to be a busy one, but uh, going to be a fun one, all things considered here. So we still have plenty of questions to get through here, and um, we will just keep it rolling once we are through with this one here. But frankly, don't know why the late swap takes uh, so much longer, but I do know that it does indeed finish here. So we will just let it do its thing while we wait <clears throat> kind of annoying but you know kind of ran out of things to talk about while we waited uh so there we go so lineups are finally finishing so finalizing lineups like i said it does finish just give it some time here you're going to see all these other guys grayed out noah gray st brown sky moore all grayed out, our lineups are complete, and then I can go through, you know, I can change my sorting method. I can still run uh, contest sims if I want to. I can still do my mini uniques, et cetera, here. And then one other change here, the download new entries button is, is right here. So it used to be up here at the top next to rebuild lineups in big green. It is just right here along the my lineups line. So then I would just click download new entries, and then that would automatically download, and then I could go and upload that to DraftKings. So that is the the workflow with late swap. So check out that tutorial and then uh, reference this video here as well. All right. Next question here from Kevlar. Question says, how do you select the positions you want to be eligible for your flex? It used to be a checkbox when building. Thanks in advance. Great question. Let's go back to the main slate for Sunday here. So we are off of this late swap build. And the way that I would do this is go to your flex position. This is only going to adjust players in this position, okay? And then I am going to right-click on position. So I'm going to go to the column headers. I'm going to right-click on position. I'm going to select, uh, what did you say? So you didn't give any... Uh, examples here, but let's just say you only want wide receivers for whatever reason, you only want to play wide receivers in your flex. So then I would select running backs and tight ends here. So it is going to filter to just show running backs and tight ends. I would use the mass uncheck button and uncheck all of the running backs and tight ends here. I would go back to select all. Now, when I select all, only the wide receivers are checked. Therefore, they're the only available players to be put in my flex position from this point. And then um, now that I hit apply here, it's actually going to, it should do that for me here. So then when I go to my exposures, 
I'm going to see that, hey, only wide receivers are now in the flex spot. And then if I were to rebuild lineups, uh, those players wouldn't even be in the pool here, right? So I could sort by projection. I could see that, you know, because I didn't do that before the lineups, I still have these running backs in my pool. I still have, uh, you know, all these other players in my pool here, right? But if I did, if I, if I were to rebuild lineups, I would get none of them in my pool. So that is how you do it. Go to flex, go to position, filter for the positions you do not want, and then and then uncheck them, and then they will not be available in that lineup slot. All right, good question. All right, question from Neil. Said, how soon, how soon after a slate are we typically able to use contest flashback? I still can't view anything in the contest I played for last night's showdown. Getting a message that lineups cannot be retrieved. Uh, good question. I was actually talking with the team about this earlier, so there was a – small hiccup in some of the contests from yesterday. So basically all the contests that had like over a hundred thousand entrants were having some trouble loading up, but we did resolve that. I would say about an hour ago. So if you go back to yesterday, uh, what we did was sort by contest size, all these ones, the, uh, the you know, the, the dime, the quarter, the $1, the three, the mini max, the flagship, we're all grayed out here in review. Now they're all live. So remember guys, if you guys are on the pro plan, or the ultimate plan, you do have access to this contest flashback. Go back to any previous slate. We can click into this, right? So if I want to go and see, oh, nope, that didn't work. All right, let's try this under 100K. And let's go to players. Players. Okay, so it is still working for the contest under 100K, but it is still looks like it's having some issues for the contest over 100K. So definitely something the team is aware of, and I will make sure that they do not think that that was fixed here. So uh, can still pull up all those contests under 100K entries at the moment here. So I'm going to make a note for myself. So over 100K trouble. And we'll get that sorted out. All right, going to keep it rolling here. Uh, next question came in from Kentucky Nick. So good question here. Question says, is a GeoMean filter a good tool for such a big slate? So really, I would only, so the only time I'm really using a GeoMean filter is when I am trying to account for duplication. That really only happens on a slate where I think an optimal lineup is going to be needed. So that is NFL showdown and NBA showdown, possibly MLB showdown, NASCAR, Formula One, uh, maybe even tennis, right? So some of these like six-player format sports where the, the player pool is fairly small, right? MMA, another great one. So for a big, large NFL classic slate, I would not do that, right? I'm not using any type of rule like that for NFL classic slates, MLB classic slates, NBA classic slates. So only when I think that duplication is going to be important, do I do that? So how do I determine when duplication is going to be important? Well, really, I let it. I let duplication find me. So basically the way I approach it is like, hey, I am not going to account for duplication until I realize that I need to. And so I'm going to play and, and not add that to my process. But then let's say I win a contest and then I'm, I'm, I see that, you know, I'm duped 20, 30 times. Okay. you know, now I'm going to start 
doing something for that. Or you could just look at the winning lineup in your contest. Maybe you don't even have to win, but you could just look at the winner and say like, oh, you know, there were a fair number of dupes here. I should probably account for duplication in my process going forward. So use the results from the contest. But if you are, if, if you see that winning lineups are usually not being duped, then I would not worry about it. I think that is a good uh, rule of thumb there. All right. Next question here from Chef Craig. A little bit of a long one, but we will work through it. Question says, I have a question about the Sims, and it's a little wordy. Let's just say that you are maxing out the Millie Maker. After you go through your entire process and are happy with your exposures across your 150 lineups, do you then run the contest sim? When you run the sim, does it only run your narrowed down 150 lineups against the field lineups, or does it run your entire pool of 5,000 lineups against the field lineups? I'm just a little confused. If you go through the entire process of narrowing down your pool to the 150 lineups you like, if they aren't the top 150 performing lineups out of your pool when sorting by risk-adjusted ROI, you get a completely new set of 150 with all new exposures. If so, in the initial process of narrowing down your pool, is the initial process of narrowing down your pool completely unnecessary? Sorry for the long message, just need some clarity. No, I think this is a great question. Happy to talk about it. So really, so let's go back to Sunday here and we will talk about this. So basically the point of the contest sims is to help you find the 100 and well, we use this 150 uh, max contest as our example. So the point of the contest sims is to help you figure out which 150 lineups you want to play. Okay. And so I would suggest not narrowing down the pool of 150 that you want to play and then running the contest. sim. basically what I would do is I would build my lineups and then I would just run my contest sim before doing anything. Like the contest sim metrics are going to be a are going to be summary statistics, are going to be sorting methods for you. They're going to help you out with figuring out which lineups you want to play on any given day here. So that is why I would just build my lineups and then run my contest sim and then jump into figuring out okay, how what lineups do I want to play from this point, right? And, and the way that the contest sim works here. So if you guys saw, I was having some issues. I did a hard refresh and I re-navigated to the slate I wanted and everything seems to be working appropriately here. So don't freak out. Something doesn't work. Uh, give it a good once over with a control shift R, command shift R, and you should be uh, on your way here. But basically I would run my lineups here, right? I have this 5,000 and then I would just kick off the contest sim before doing anything here. I just want to make sure I have a contest sim here. So I have this winner take all. I'll do this $3.20 max that I um, had earlier here. Get rid of this winner take all. It's an old one. And then I'm just going to run this. So what the contest sim is doing is it is taking your pool of lineups, all 5,000, and then it is putting them into a contest behind the scenes with our field lineups. And then it is playing out that contest a hundred thousand times. And then it is seeing how each individual lineup did in that contest. And then it is calculating, okay, how much money did this lineup make on average? How many times did this lineup win? How many times did this lineup get across the cash line? And then the risk adjusted ROI is a metric that we basically, we basically look at how the lineup did in the contest. 
And then that is a formula in and of itself. It is a ratio of how often the lineup cashed, how often, how much money the lineup won when it cashed versus how much money the lineup lost and then how often the lineup lost. So that, so risk adjusted ROI cares how often a lineup wins and loses. ROI does not. So you could have two lineups with a hundred percent ROI, but they could have very different risk adjusted ROIs because one could be very boomer bust. And then one could be not, not so boomer bust in that instance. And then risk adjusted ROI is going to capture that. So what I would do is I would build my lineups. I would run my contest sim, and then you can go and then use the, the sorting metrics from the contest sim and then go and look at your exposures and then dial it in from there, right? So it is basically a way of getting new additional sorting metrics from that contest sim that we ran against the field lineups here. So that is the process that I would follow when using contest sims. All right. Uh, good question here. Question says... Can you demonstrate how to use the favorites feature? I did a 20 max lineup yesterday and I wanted to favorite a lineup from the build. Instead, it added all 20 to the favorites tab. Great question here. So let's say I have these 20 lineups and I want to um, add one lineup. Okay, so let me step back. So what the favorites option does, it allows you to combine lineups from multiple builds here. So let's say I have build one here. I'm going to go open up a new build in build two. I'm going to... Uh, make two adjustments, two projections in this build, and then I am just going to kick off lineups for this build. So now I have two sets of lineups here. Maybe I am building a 20 max in this build one, and maybe I am building a couple of lineups for five single entry contests in build two. So Let's say I'm going through my process for my 20 max here, and there's a lineup that I like. There is a lineup that I want to play from this build in my single entries for whatever reason, right? That is a great opportunity to take advantage of the favorites feature. So I'm letting these uh, build two lineups finish here. And then once these are done, I'm going to jump back to build one. So I'm just going to let these fi finish. Okay, so lineups are loading now. Lineups are done. And then I'm going to go back to build one. So however many lineups are in parentheses. So it's going to say my lineups, a number in parentheses. If you click save to favorites, that is how many lineups it is going to send to the favorites tab. So let's say you're scrolling through your 20. You really like lineup number four. I'm going to click the lock button on that lineup. And then I'm going to change the number of my lineups to one. And then what that will do is it will bring that locked lineup into the top lineups uh, by itself. It's always going to prioritize the locked lineup. And then from here, I would use the save to favorites. You're going to see the favorites tab become active here. The green icon, the, the star is going to turn green. And then when I click into favorites, I'm going to have that one lineup now. And then from there, you know, let's say I, I, I said I had five lineups total that I had for single entries. I'm playing five single entries. I'm going to go back to build two now. I'm going to change the number of lineups in my lineups to four since I already have one lineup that I want to use. And then once I'm happy with these four lineups, I'm going to use the save to favorites option. And then now I'm able to combine those 
five lineups in my favorites tab and then use the save to favorites option, save to my contests and then fill my entries from there, right? And then I still have this build one where I had my other 20 lineups that I can save to contest. So I can go to save to contest and then fill my 20 here after returning my number of lineups to 20. So just remember however many lineups are in parentheses or however many lineups are going to get sent to favorites. So that is how you do that. All right, this is our last question in the Discord, and then we are going to be jumping over to the YouTube chat. Question says, when we use the pre-build pools for our contest sim, how close are they to us setting exposures to match ownership and running a build? I want to aggregate ownership projections and build a pool to sim against, but I was just curious if we are potentially missing something if we do it that way. So you can 100% build a custom pool of field lineups if you choose. We've done our best here to approximate field lineups across different stakes, across different entry limits here. So if you go to our ownership, you're going to see that we have flagship, single entry, 20 max, and 150 max, which is the MME. We have high stakes. We have low stakes. We have medium stakes. We have winner take all. If you click on these different options, you're going to see the exposures change. I'm sorry. You're going to see the ownership projections change. So commanders at 41% defense for the high stakes MME. If I go to low stakes single entry, commander's D goes down to 35%, right? So what is happening is that the exposures for the field lineups are changing, which is affecting the ownership projections here. So each time we change the ownership projections, we are basically looking at a different set of field lineups. So we have done our best to approximate that and to make those as accurate as possible. If you wanted to upload custom projections, what you would do, use the upload icon, bring in a CSV, copy and paste, make sure your column headers match appropriately, and then you are going to get those projections put in the my own column. You should have a pop-up that automatically allows you to save those, or you can just uh, save them from the gear icon by using save ownership here. And then once you save those new ownership projections, maybe you didn't want to manually tweak them, right? I'm just going to go in, make some manual adjustments to projection to ownership projections here. What I can do is use this match ownership, match exposure to ownership. So what's going to happen? Builder is going to look at the values in the my own column. And then it is going to set a threshold above and below those ownership projections. And then when you click save, it is going to move all of those new values into the min and max exposures. And then basically what you're saying is like, hey, uh, I want to build custom field lineups. These are the exposures that I want. And then I'm setting a little bit of a range to give the builder a little room, a little wiggle room to work with, right? And then once you do that, you're going to get new a new set of lineups here that closely matches the exposures that you requested. Uh, one thing I would do here is that when you go to build this, set your number of lineups to the pool size. Uh, it's very common when you have all these minimax exposures set and you do not do that, you are going to get a message that says unable to meet exposures because the builder is trying to meet all of these minimax exposures that you've set in only 20 lineups, but you are really don't care about the top 20, top 150. You're trying to build a pool of lineups to contest sim against, right? So uh, just note, if you get that error, it's probably because you're only looking at a subset of the lineups here. But then basically these exposures will fall within these ranges that you've set. And then you will now have a new set of contest, um, a new set of field lineups to contest sim against. And then last thing here, when you go to your contest sim settings, 
and you go to field lineups, you will see a those builds as an option here, right? So if if my field lineups were in build two, I could just select build two, and then it will sim against the lineups in that build. So that is how you use custom ownership to create a custom field and sim against that field. All right, great question there. Jumping over to the YouTube chat, starting at the top. Steve said, I would love to know how I'm able to use SaberSim's projections for owner's box. So we actually discontinued support for owner's box contests uh, as of the end of August here. Uh, so you will not be able to use SaberSim to build lineups for owner's box. All right, question from the edge. Lineup review for Thursday night football last night isn't loading. All the contests, just smaller ones are loading, getting an error. When I click on the eye icon, yeah, I didn't see this, and we ended up walking right through that problem here. So I am going to mention it to the team. Uh, I did have a discussion with somebody about it earlier, so it doesn't seem like it fixed properly here. So I will re-bring that up, and hopefully we have that up later today. But thank you for the message. Question from Johnny. Johnny said, hi, Andrew. I know you all have talked about this multiple times, but can you please once more help me understand adjusted ownership? Is higher, worse, or better? Uh, chalk, question mark, thanks. Great question here. Happy to talk about it. So basically, what adjusted ownership is, is it is our, I'm just going to read it first. So we're, if you hover over adjusted ownership, you're going to get a little uh, pop-up with a description. It says ownership rating adjusted for average ownership at the at the player's position and their projected variance here. So basically what we are doing is we are looking at the projected contest ownership of the player in question, right? So the contest ownership for the commanders for this low stakes single entry at the moment is 35% here. The adjusted ownership is 46%. So what that is saying, so what, what the builder is doing is saying, okay, you know, I'm getting this ownership projection as an input. Let's go and look at this players range of outcomes and then when i go and i click on the commanders here uh they have a a interesting i would say uh curve here right where they have most of their outcomes are at their mean or below but then the times that they achieve more than their mean here are actually quite fewer here right so what the builder is doing is it is looking at that ownership projection it is looking at that range of outcomes and then it is giving it a score and saying, hey, um, this player has a what it perceives to be a, a high variance. Uh, it is a high variance player. When it sees a high variance player, the adjusted ownership is going to be higher than the contest ownership. And that is the builder's way of saying, hey, we need to be careful not putting this player in too many lineups. They might look great on a point per dollar basis. Uh, you know, they might have a good projection, but according to our sims they are not always getting to this projection as often as you might think and the reason for doing that is because in our uh saber score formulas we are negatively weighting average adjusted ownership so what that means is the higher the adjusted ownership of the lineup of the players in the lineup the the more we are going to tax that lineup the more we are going to hurt that lineup in the saber score formula so by inflating this adjusted ownership number by uh by saying that the player has high variance they're going to end up in less lineups overall uh due to the effect that they have on the saber score formula so that is what adjusted ownership is doing it is doing that on a position by position basis so defenses are not being compared to tight ends and tight ends are not being compared to quarterbacks they are being compared to the players at their position so that is how it works uh happy to talk about it further 
if you guys need any more clarification, I think it's a pretty cool metric, something that we came up with in-house here based on our play-by-play stands. We're able to get that accurate range of outcomes. And this is our way for accounting for that projected variance here. All right. Next question here from Joey said, what's the best setting if not only doing single entry contests, but multiple single entry contests. So I would leave the build settings here and then I would just uh, increase my number of lineups, right? So kind of did an example here where I said, Hey, I am playing multiple single entries and I want to enter a unique lineup into each of them. As far as the build settings, I would just usually pick the biggest contest here. So like say I'm playing some with, uh, with, 100 to 1k entries and i'm playing some with 1 to 10k entries i would just set it on the 1 to 10k right the slider settings are going to be a little higher and uh, optimizing for that larger contest will never hurt you when putting lineups into that smaller contest right but if you were optimizing for a line for a contest where you might not need as high of a score to win you're going to have trouble winning those bigger contests right so starting big and then uh working small is is the way i would do that clay said hi how can i help how can I cap all my players at 35%? So this is just an, this is a new update that just went live. We know a lot of people like to cap, uh, do a global max exposure. So if you go to the column header here and you right click on max exposure, toggle to the right hand side, you're going to see this global max exposure. And then I can come in here and I can put in my 35%. And then now it will put in 35% to every single player in the player pool here. Uh, if you want to do all the players, make sure you are in the all tab. Or if not, if you're only in quarterbacks, then it will only do it for the quarterbacks here. Um, one quick thing here. There is a bug on mobile here where if you are long pressing the any editable column, that, that, that pop-up is not coming up. So team is aware of it and working on a fix. All right. Question from Neil said, does 5,000 lineups overload the builder for showdown? It takes way longer. And I noticed the default pool size is only 2,000. Maybe I'm too obsessed with having the most lineups built that I can. Uh, so Sim Diversity 10 builds are just a little bit of a different beast here. And they just take a little bit longer to run. I built 5,000 yesterday and it did finish. It does take a little longer to do it. So just know that if you want to do 5,000 for showdown, just going to take a little longer here. Uh, but ultimately it does finish and you do get all of those lineups. Question from Steve said, every time I filter tight end out of the flex, they disappear from the tight end position. Uh, let's just go and check this out, right? So I'm going to reset this build. And then I am going to go to flex here. So I should have all of my tight ends present, right? All of them checked. I see Hayden Hurst. I see Mark Andrews. So what I'm going to do, right-click on position, go to the filter. I'm going to tight ends, and then I'm going to uncheck them from flex. What I need to make sure I do is reselect all here. Make sure I select all players again. And then now I'm going to jump over to the tight end slot. And then I am still seeing them. So what I think might be happening is that you might still have tight ends filtered out from the flex spot. So if I go back to my flex, um, they're not here, right? So then if I if I reset this, so let me just do that one more time. This might be what's happening. So I'm going to reset my flex. I'm going to only check tight end. I'm going to uncheck them. And then I am going to go to tight end. 
no, I'm still seeing them. So that's only happening for the flex. So just, I think the big thing is that to make sure that you reselect all so you get the players back that you wanted to see here. So make sure you are doing that and you should be all set. All right, scrolling down here. Question says, how would you use mini uniques with the simulation builder? Great question. So let me see, do I have any lineups here? So I do have lineups. So what I would do, or what the way I like to handle this, right? I like to I like to come in here. I like to set up my lineups. If I have contest sims, I like to run the contest sim right away. And then I like to get into adjusting my lineups. The first thing I like to do is scroll down to the bottom and see the last lineup rank here. I just always want to see what is the last lineup rank in my pool. Because when I start to adjust my mini uniques, I want to see how far down in my pool I am going, right? And then I can also look at my summary statistics. I can see what is the last sim ROI or last risk adjusted ROI of my bottom lineup, right? So one thing I'm noticing here is that I went from lineup 20 down to lineup 51. Uh, still plenty of ROI, positive ROI or positive risk adjusted ROI, or even um, even even a, uh, never mind, I forgot what I was saying. So what I could do here is I can go further in my pool, right? I'm like, okay, you know, I'm only at lineup 51. Let's go further. And then I scroll back down. Okay, I'm at lineup 127, right? Let's go even further, right? How far do we go at seven? So at seven been uniques, I'm at lineup 808. So if you are using Saber score, what I would suggest doing is trying to stay within the top 25 to 50% of your pool here. Uh, the reason for that is because I think that that's where you start to see negative ROI lineups here. So at lineup 800 of 5,000, 5, I'm still at positive ROI, right? But if I go to lineup uh, eight min uniques here, well, one, there weren't enough lineups in my pool. Uh, it, at least it says there weren't enough lineups in my pool to, to meet that here. But then at lineup, at mini uniques of eight, my last lineup is lineup 4,000 here. And it has a SIM ROI of negative 13% here. So this is why I like to try and stay in the top 25 to 50% of my pool, because you can just uh, assume that most of those lineups are going to be a positive EV, right? So that is why I like to do that. But that is how I like to work at mini uniques. And then from there, I can, you know, go and make any last fine tune adjustments two exposures. I really don't like to make a ton of adjustments to exposures until, until the last, like this is probably the last thing I do. And then I just do a handful. If there's anything I don't like that I'm seeing and then leave it from there. All right. Patrick said thoughts on late swap for main slate. If there's no injury news. Uh, I, okay. So my thoughts on late swap are that it can never hurt you, right? Taking advantage of the latest and greatest projections are always going to be a fine thing to do, right? Even if there's no injury news, uh, you're going to get those last last Sims running an hour to lock for the inactives that come out for the afternoon game. So I do not mind late swapping at all. I think it's fine. If you don't, I think that's okay too. If there's no injury news, if there is injury news, then I would probably suggest late swapping for sure. But I think that all you're trying to do is just squeak out a little bit extra edge with any fine-tuned projection adjustments there. But I just don't think you're going to see a ton where it's going to make a huge difference unless there is injury news. All right, question from Nathan. Is there a better way to ensure that my QBs always get stacked with at least one wide receiver rather than creating a specific if primary, then at least one wide receiver group for each QB? Uh, yes. So what I would do is just go to my settings here. I would go to lineup rules and then I would just create a rule and then I would say stack. And then I would just say at least two here. So make it at least two. And I would just leave quarterbacks and wide receivers check. So if you do this, so you're saying, Hey, stack at least two. And so it's going to give you at least a quarterback and a wide receiver. 
and you should be all set. If you want to be more specific than that, then you can go to the advanced side and say, okay, I want to use a quarterback. And then I want to use at least one running back wide receiver or tight end and give the builder maybe a little more flexibility about which position player that it's using. But then this would still ensure that you're going to get at least a quarterback and one of these three position players. So a couple different options for you here, depending on how much uh, control you're looking for. Steve said, I think I skipped the uncheck step. Yeah, man, I, it happens. I get it. And uh, glad I was able to walk through that for you here. I know it's a little tricky in the new app interface here, so don't feel bad about it. Um, it just takes some getting used to is all I would say. All right. Uh, see a question from Black Bomba, and I see GM33 jumped in. So I did answer that question in a uh, thread for you there, just responding to your initial question. So, so uh, read that answer, send us that email, and then we can take care of you. Okay, question from Dr. Toy here. This is our last question at the moment, everybody. So if you guys have any questions that you guys want to get in, now is a great time to ask those. All right, question says, can you talk high level about how correlated bringbacks actually are looking at the data? Initial look at default correlation seems to like stacks expected, but doesn't seem to love game stacks as much as expected. Wondering about actual data supporting bringbacks does field overvalue or maybe just a product of this week, et cetera? Okay, good question here. So what I will say is that we don't do like a ton of like written articles or anything like that, uh, looking at a ton of historical data. I know ETR does, and they usually release a article at the beginning of the year talking about how different type of stacks fare in the millimaker specifically over like years and years of data here, right? So um, I, I I saw last year, I did I, I don't know if they released one for this year or uh, I haven't read it yet, but I did see last year that basically the, the lineup that most often wins the millimaker at like 37% of the time was a QB plus two with a bring back. Um, I don't think that the 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 leverage point was like very high like there were 34 percent of lineups that played a qb plus two with the bring back but then it won 37 percent of the time so basically what they were saying is like hey there is a little edge here because it is it is uh outpacing the amount of times that it's played right but the leverage wasn't huge uh in 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 regard to that but but that is like what the findings were here. So just using that as an example. So like what I would equate that to is like when you were coming through here in SaberSim running a research build and you were comparing uh, pool exposure to ownership, right? And you're trying to see, you know, what are the leverage points of how different is the uh, pool exposure to the, to, the, to the ownership, right? And you're trying to determine if players are a good play, uh, when I'm doing that, right, when I am looking at that information, I am usually looking for something, I would say, around like the 10% range. Like, hey, maybe Trevor Lawrence is expected to be 7% owned, and but his pool exposure is like 20%. And it's like, okay, you know, there is a pretty big discrepancy here between this, how often this player is showing up in our sims, and then what their expected ownership is, right? Some of these smaller values, like 5% and less, I'm not making a huge deal about them. I'm letting kind of Saber Sim handle that uh, aspect of it. So the 3% difference there um, is, you know, obviously uh, it's there, right? You could, you could see it. You could, you could see that difference, but uh, I don't know if, if that is like actionable information where I would just go in the, now 
overplay QB plus twos with a run back, right? So uh, be a little cautious of that information here. I do think our correlation slider is is doing a great job of capturing that here. Uh, what you will see is that, you know, the, the slider is high. It's at six here. That's kind of on the low end of high, right? There's like very high, which is seven, eight, nine, and, and 10. So if you're not seeing like the stacks that you kind of want here, if you want more of, of those bringbacks on the other side, then I would just experiment with running builds on different slider settings and then seeing if the lineups are passing the eye test for you specifically, right? Uh, are you getting what you expect on the other side? And then do you need to make adjustments to the sliders to achieve that? So I think there's a little bit trial and error there. And that is what I would um, focus on uh, doing if you're looking for that. But really good question to finish us off here. We are all caught up with questions at the moment. Uh, if, if you guys are building lineups over the weekend, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. That gives us a steady queue of questions to get started with for our next show. I've really enjoyed chopping it up with you guys today, talking NFL main slate strategy. Good luck this weekend. I will talk to you guys all on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, make sure you guys sign up for the Max Challenge ahead of week one here. NFL Max Challenge is back. Sign up link is in the description of this video. Sign up. Don't miss week one because then you will miss out on the 18-week participation award here. Also have 10 weeks and weekly bonuses here. So looking forward to a great NFL season. Talk to you guys all on Monday when one of you wins the Millie Maker. Take care. Bye.